we've got two incredible fixtures on the horizon in terms of the Europa League. We we want to go further than we did last year. We want to try and build on what we've already achieved in Europe this season, which has been fantastic. This is a team who's going extremely well domestically. We've got major respect for the opposition, for the players, for the coach. As far as we're concerned, we know that we have to be at our maximum in terms of our performance to get this job done. Job done. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Rob McLean, James McFadden, and Craig Moore. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Yeah, and we're just over three quarters of an hour away from kickoff in the Czech Republic. It's a big night for Rangers again in Europe. Europa League last 16. Rangers against Slavia Prague. Uh, that game and of course the second leg will decide if Rangers are going to make it further than they've been before under Steven Gerrard a step further in Europe this season heading for the quarterfinals of that Europa League competition we'll be speaking about that in the first hour we'll be speaking about lots of other football subjects as well who's going to be the new Celtic manager or head coach director of football who's going to get the hot seat at uh, Aberdeen we'll talk Scotland as well with a squad to be named next week for those upcoming internationals as we get back into another round of qualifiers. It's Rob McLean here on a Thursday. Uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, Craig Moore with us tonight because I did see some blue flashing lights outside and I'm hearing the clanking of a pair of handcuffs. Did you have a little bit of a problem with Police Scotland well, I, on the I, way I got, here? I got away with it. I got away with it. <laughs> I, I, I thrown him the, the Australian licence and, and I think that, that that meant probably too much paperwork and it was just a smile and thanks very much. That random check was fine <laughs> James McFadden is looking on thinking this is normal on the Go Radio football show because he's making his debut we're all trying to make a good impression and you're turning up under a police escort I mean it's just it's not looking good at all James. I was just thinking you maybe shouldn't say too much in case they're waiting for him when we're finished <laughs> that's true actually um, they're waiting for you to come off air at the end you won't even see the second half of the game uh, we will be live on air during the first half of Slavia Prague against Rangers so nothing that happens in the Czech Republic uh, that you won't know about um, we've got the team news already um, and James it is the Rangers team which uh, started against uh, St Mirren at the weekend so it's Alan McGregor in goals it's Nathan Patterson Connor Goldson Philip Hillander and Borna Barisic at the back uh, Glenn Kamara Stephen Davis Joe Aribo the midfield three Hadji and Kent either side of Alfredo Morel so I'll name the subs as well uh, McLaughlin Bassi Eaton Zungu Wright Stewart uh, Kemar Roof is back in the squad Jack Simpson Scott Arfield and youngster Leon King how does that look for to you for a starting lineup. Yeah, it looks strong. I think Rangers, you know, the beauty of them this season is no matter who who's come into the side, they've they've continued with the game plan, they've continued with the, the style, and it looks like a strong Rangers side. Um you expect them it'll be a tough game, but when they play in Europe, 
always find something to do well. They seem to be, although they're running away with it, or ran away with it, sorry, domestically, but European-wise, I think they've been really impressive and they always seem to do well. Craig, good chance of uh, Rangers laying the foundations tonight, do you think, uh, for winning a place in the quarterfinals? Yeah, look, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Look, we're at the stage now around the 16. There's not a there's not a bad team left in the tournament, let's be honest. Um, but uh, as Fatty was saying, Rangers go in, in, in good heart. Um, you know, performed well all season uh, domestically, but also also in Europe. You know, they they the, the brand of football, the way that they play, uh, I think, kind of really suits. Um, but they're up against a you know a decent team here that made light work of Leicester. Um, yeah. over, over two legs. Let's not forget about that. Leicester, you know, very very good side. Um, Slavia Prague, eleven points clear at the top of the table. Yeah. Um, and and also undefeated domestically, Rob. So, you know, if if anybody thought that this is potentially a, a, an easier game for for Rangers, that's that's far from the truth. I think it's a really tough game, and it'll be a big test for Rangers tonight. Yeah, there are a fair few parallels, I think, between Rangers and uh, Slavia Prague because uh, they are uh, light Rangers. Well, Rangers have got the job done already, but they're running away with the Czech League. And uh, the team who are 11 points behind them, of course, are Sparta Prague, Mm -hmm. who dished out two 4-1 defeats to Celtic in the course of uh, European football this season, James. Yeah, and I I was at those games and Sparta Prague were really impressive. You know, they worked hard. They've a lot of good players on the side. So it shows you that Slavia are obviously a step up from that. Rangers have obviously dominated domestically. It will be a tough game. I think that, you know, sometimes you play against certain, not a lesser side, but maybe not as big a name as the others. And, and people just expect you yeah. to go and roll them over. It makes it harder. Um, but Rangers, you know, it's one thing that, that's been a constant for Steven Gerrard and Rangers since he, since he took the job was their European form. I think that Rangers are so well suited to playing in Europe. And it will be a tough test, but I expect them to go and, and win the game. Here he is, uh, Steven Gerrard, speaking about the opposition tonight. We will tell the players that they need to be ready and they need to be at the very best to complete this challenge because uh, Slavia are a very good team, very efficient team, really strong, powerful, can run a lot, can also play from a technical point of view. So we're well aware of the size of this challenge. We have to be at our very best to, to complete it. They were in the Champions League qualifiers. Uh, they lost to Michelin there. Um, but then in the Europa League, their, their home form seems to be a lot different from their away form they, because um, they won all their home games in the Europa League group stages. That was They, they beat uh, Bayer Leverkusen, they beat Hapel Beersheva, the Israeli team, and they beat Nice home and away before, as you said, uh, Craig, beating Leicester pretty impressively in the last 32. Yeah, but they just look, I mean, again, I kind of looked a little bit in terms of the way that they, they've played at home. Um, you know, they, they've had a, a 4-5-1. Um, they like to, uh, you know, sit off. Uh, when you look at the possession, what sort of stuff, teams go there and, go, and probably have a little bit more possession than them. Um, but well organised and, and obviously uh, very structured and, and know how to hit you on the on, on the break. So, look, this is a game that I, I think, Rob, that Rangers will get the opportunity to, to have that possession. And, and try and build themselves into this game. But as we know, you know, we touched on there, uh, Slavia Prague's record is, is incredible so far. He was sounding a little bit throaty, I thought, Stephen Gerrard, in that <laughs> clip. Let's, let's listen to another little clip here uh, talking about his team and his squad being ready to go again after all those celebrations of winning the title. The players deserve to, to celebrate, sacrificed a lot, put 
a tremendous amount of effort into to get this done and get it over the line. We also, as a group, have, have had some criticism along the way and we've been down at times along the way as well. So when you finally get this over the line, the feeling's difficult to describe. But now we're back in the routine. Spoke to the players yesterday at length and um, we had a session where got the legs moving again. Um, they've had a chance to get some rest. It's actually a good thing that we're going away now because we can monitor all the food and the hydration levels and get them ready to, to fire once the kickoff comes. But... It's just been an incredible few days, obviously difficult to describe. Yeah, getting the hydration levels might be quite important <laughs> over the last uh, couple of days, you would imagine. Is that a factor at all? Is it a factor at all going into this game tonight, James, that uh, that they have had a little celebration in recent times? It could be. I think that, you know, Oz is more equipped to answer that. But <laughs> when, they, when they went and celebrated, it was enormous for them. <laughs> yeah. That's the only worry that... You know they've they've been so strict and you know so professional until this point. I'm not saying they've been unprofessional, not by any stretch. But I think that you know the worry is can will they take their eye off the ball a little bit and will they be feeling you know a bit tired and a bit uh, not as fresh as, as normal. But I'm sure that you know that it's, they've managed the players really well so far this season. So I don't think it will have too much of a factor. But it is a, a slight concern going into the game. You know they've had two days at least two days of uh, celebrations mm-hmm. uh, when that stopped and how they've how they've re- recovered from that um, but I think that when you're playing games you just want to go and play the next game and they'll be on a high looking forward to next week's game as well so I think that for depending on how the game goes you know yeah. if, sometimes you go into a tough game and you start to feel tired if you're on a high you kind of just brush it off but when you're you know feeling a bit sorry for yourself a little bit and go oh you know maybe we should have we should have watched what we're doing a little bit um, but I'm sure they'll be fine they've managed everything so far this season I don't expect them not to th- tonight I wonder if Davy Weir's been having a wee celebration over the last couple of days at Rangers winning their first title in 10 years Davy, have you had a small libation? Um, I might have done at some point can't <laughs> well you can't remember <laughs> I don't want to admit too much, Rob. As you know, I'm, I work for Brighton Hove Albion, so that's my first my first choice team. Absolutely, but you were, of course, the last man to hold the the trophy up for for Rangers um, ten years ago. It's a bit special for them uh, to get over that finishing line again. Yeah, it's special for the club. It's been a long time, and you know, it was a long time coming in terms of just the journey that the club have been on. So, really happy. You know, for for the players, some you know we know personally, and some being involved in their careers as well. So no, it's great. It's fantastic news, and I think it's good for Scottish football that you know that Celtic never got that ten in a row, and you know both clubs have got parity in terms of their, their longest record. Do you think it means anything that it is Slavia Prague tonight, and it, and it's not maybe what one would call a glamour game, Davy, in terms of uh, getting up for this and getting motivated for it, or should we just trust Stephen Gerrard and his squad, who've got absolutely everything else right this season, and they'll be ready for this one as well? Yeah, I think we I think the thing about it now is that all all the games are the same in terms of there's no fans, there's you know there's no real atmosphere, there's there's not really any difference in terms of what the games are. So I think the Rangers are, are used to that. They're used to their approach. They're used to their preparation. And obviously they've had a massive high at the weekend and there's an element of danger in how, how they react to that. But you know, it seems a pretty good through the season in terms of you know the unbeaten record they've got, the record in Europe, which is exemplary, and just the consistency they've got as a group and as a team. So... Um, I think the signs are encouraging. It'll be a difficult game, and I'm sure Rangers won't underestimate um, Prague. But um, 
time will tell, I suppose. And Craig Moore, while we in the media or some of the fans might look at it and say, well, this is really winnable, this gives Rangers a great chance of getting to the quarterfinals, uh, Stephen Gerrard and co won't be treating it any differently to, to had they been coming up against Man United. No, and, and look, he, um, you know, Stevie uh, Gerrard has done a fantastic job in getting his players motivated, prepared uh, and ready to go for, for each and every game this season, whether it be in Europe or, or whether it have been uh, domestically. Um, you know, a lot of the messaging that's come out has always been about staying humble, respect your opponent. This is no different. You know, this is this is at a, at a great level of a European competition into the, the round of 16. So you, you know that you're coming up against top quality. But at the same time, it's a wonderful opportunity for the football club to continue uh, the progression and, and hopefully get to uh, an, another stage of quarterfinals. There's, there's some big teams still left in this competition, but anything is possible. You know, if you can if you can get the right result, prepare well, play well. As long as Rangers come back to, to Glasgow um, with all to play for, um, then I think that's a really good situation to be in. And Davey, you're probably you know involved in the in the European football and that sort of stuff as well. You know how important it is uh, in terms of defensively, which Rangers have been extremely good at this year. How important it is to, to really start that that game well uh, defensively. Yeah, I think it's massive. And, and as you say, Craig, I think Rangers have shown great consistency in that. They've been fortunate in terms of their defence to a point has picked itself almost. But there have been a few changes. And even with those changes, they've managed to adapt. And the record domestically in terms of conceding goals, you know, I don't know if there's ever been better. You know, maybe Robbie, you've got a better idea in terms of stats. And Do you stuff. think I'm a stats man or something? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot there, either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think two goals at home all season in the league, mm, yeah. and you know, nine in total over that number of games is an unbelievable achievement. And then European games as well, which is a different challenge, undoubtedly, and all the things that go with that, different styles and stuff. They've been consistent in that regard as well. They've had one or two maybe, you know, blips in that, but on the whole, they've been very good. So no, they've shown a great level of consistency. They've shown they're capable of it. And, well, as, as the guys know, it's about doing it on the night, which, you know, what's happened before doesn't guarantee it's going to happen on the night, but the signs are really good and um, it's going to be a big part of the game. What would you like to say to your old pal, Faddy? Um, it's nice to speak to Faddy, so speak to Faddy, so it's... Yes, I'm not really sure. Doing, <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. I thought it was my phone line, but it's obviously yours because that's not the best line that you're on. Is it not? Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's that distance, Faddy, when you're miles away. Oh, I know. I know. Do you two want to get personal with each other or will we just leave it? Because yeah, you have spoken recently anyway, so you probably haven't left yourselves with anything to say to each other. No, that I had a long, a long conversation the other day. Um, he's always looking out for me and making sure I'm all right, so I appreciate the... <laughs> I appreciate that for Big Davy. Did he look after you at Everton? Who, Davy? Aye. Oh, aye. He's looked after me ever since. <laughs> Even when he was at Everton, he's always looking after me. Don't always listen. I didn't used to listen to him as much, but um, I've learned that he's more often than not right. So I just do what he tells me to do. Yeah, and you, you wear those really intellectual looking specs now, don't you, Davy, as well? That, that I, think, I think they demand even more respect than we gave you in the past, to be honest. Well, I'll take whatever way I can get respect. You know, but to be honest, it's, 
David, it's I'm no just... for fashion. It's no for respect. It's because I can't see with ah, well, I know, I know. They do have that practical use as well, don't they? I was going to ask you about Conor Goldson. I'm just wondering if, if Conor Goldson is now starting to get the sort of accolades. I mean, uh, John Hartson was in here the other day and he picked him out as his Rangers player of the season. And, and I guess that probably wouldn't have happened before. I mean, he's barely missed a game in, in Steve Erd's, Stephen Gerrard's time in charge. Uh, and he's been a constant, hasn't he, in the defence that you've just been raving about. Uh, and, and as an individual... Uh, and in terms of the example he sets and the improvement, I guess, that we've seen in his performances as well, Davey, uh, Conor Goldson ha- has, has really risen in stature, hasn't he? I think he has, and I, he's probably the one that has been the, the constant throughout. You know, I think the other positions have changed maybe more. I think he's played almost every game, and yeah. I think the biggest compliment, and Craig will be a good judge of this as well, the biggest compliment to a defender is, you know, you're not really spoken about, and also mm-hmm. the players around about you get better. And that seems to happen since Connor's been in the team. All the other defenders seem to go better, and I think that's a really good sign for a defender. He's he's almost the unofficial captain of the team as well. You just you can see that authority he's got on the pitch. He's um, he's he's got a quiet kind of leadership. He, he seems to to lead other players without kind of shouting and balling and and kind of standing out. But his level of consistency and his consistency and selection and performances. His top class and obviously working at Brighton now, I know that he's really well regarded down there mm. in terms of as a player and as a person. And you know, he never quite probably played as much as he would have liked in the Premier League. But uh, I don't think it was through any fault of his own. I think it was just about maybe a couple being ahead of him at that particular time. Davy, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on it, and I'm sure you've seen it with with your players. Um, you know, potentially down there at Brighton as well. Players not playing in front of the big crowds, um, uh-huh. and and you know we're talking about Connor Goldson and even Tav to a, to a certain degree in terms of yeah. the exceptional seasons that they've they've had. Whereas they've they've also had the hard times playing in front of big crowds. Yeah. Can that and has that been a huge benefit for these two players individually this season? Do you think? I think. I mean, I don't, it sounds critical when you say that it has been a benefit because you're almost saying that they, they wouldn't have been able to handle it. And we'll never really know that. I think, if I'm being honest, I think it has helped. I think, um, you know, that expectation, that pressure, that undoubtedly, you know, we know what that crowd's like at Ibrox. You know, you can come off at half time and it's nil nil and you played well and you've, you know, potentially you get booed <laughs> off if you're not ahead. That's, yeah. that's the reality of playing the Rangers and that's the expectation. And, you know, that, that can weigh heavily on a lot of players and I think this season it probably has helped if I'm being honest but Mm. that's not a criticism that's just an opinion and I think you've got to deal with whatever's in front of you and Rangers have dealt very well with the situation they're in I think they've dealt with the Covid situation really really well I know there's been a couple of hiccups but they've managed that as well which I think is really really important and I think that's helped And, and on the pitch as well the performance have just had a degree of consistency regardless of crowds being there or not I think you know, you cannot argue with what they've done on the pitch, which is what it's all about. Stephen Gerrard, uh, Davey, will not be looking any further than tonight, of course. Uh, we have the luxury of being able to speculate a little, look further, work on the basis that Rangers will get the result, the sort of result that Craig was speaking about, the foundation uh, to win this tie at Ibrox next week. Can Do Rangers have the capabilities to win this Europa League? I mean, maybe Man U and Milan are probably the headliners of, of what's left well, one's in, going in, out in, the, in the, the competition. Yeah, they, they play each other, so so one's going to go. Can can you envisage Rangers winning this Europa League? They've got a chance. 
obviously they've, they won't look too much further than Prague tonight. They won't be favourites, I'm sure, but they've definitely got a chance because of the consistency that we've talked about. And they've beaten some good teams over the last couple of years and they've got a settled team. And you need a lot of things to go your way in terms of winning competitions like this. There is an, an element of luck involved in terms of the draw and... You know, it's a two-legged game. It's a knockout competition. So you need an element of luck within those games. But they've definitely got a chance. They won't be favourites. And, you know, rightly so. But if they win, if they can get through this time, you're in the last eight, then you've got a great chance of winning it. And, you know, we were fortunate to get to a final. Nobody expected us to get to a final. And we beat a lot of teams that were perceived to be better than us. And football's always about the team. It's not about individuals. And Rangers have got a really good team ethic and a really... Um, consistent selection, which I think bodes well for these types of games. Have you got your seat in front of the telly sorted, Davy? All booked, all sorted, catering. I'll organized? definitely be watching. I'll definitely be watching. Don't worry about that. So, I mean, that's the highlight. Everybody's day, I think, at the minute. There's always a game on, isn't there? Everybody's yeah, exactly. I know exactly. Makes no difference. Yeah. Good to have you on yeah, the show. Lo- lo- lovely to talk to you, Davy. And you. Nice to speak to you guys. See you, Davy. Peace. That's the former Rangers, Everton, Scotland and a few others. Hearts and Falkirk he played for in Scotland as well in his time. Davey Weir, he'd so many clubs. He must have been about 73 by the time he retired, although he was about... He was, was he 40? He was a 41, coming up for 41. Was he over 40? He was, I think yeah. he was over 40. Yeah. He <laughs> left, I think he left Everton when he was 36. Yeah. yeah. Went to Rangers and played you know, out his skin. Everyone cool. thought he was coming to the end of his career at that point and he, and he played for another sort of five, five years or so. That was uh, Davey Weir on the Go Radio Football show uh, you can get involved as well we'd love to hear from you your thoughts on absolutely anything uh, to do with football it's at go football show on the socials it's 87474 by text and you can text go on your message to that number and on the phones 0808 17 17 700 the Bull radio football show Thanks to Chris with the travel and it's good to have you with us as well. Glasgow Zone, Go Radio, the football show. Uh, We talk football pretty much from dawn till dusk, but certainly from five till seven, uh, Monday to Friday and the weekends as well. Uh, Rob McLean here, Craig Moore, a little bit of a dust up with the law, but uh, he is here and uh, he's here for the next couple of hours. (laughs) What happens after seven is really not our business, uh, to be perfectly honest. And James McFadden is making his debut on the show tonight. Uh, James, good to have you with us as well. Your calls are always uh, welcome. 0808 17 17 700. Um, just try to find a clock in my eye line. It's just about uh, 28 minutes past five. So we're about half an hour away from kickoff in the Czech Republic. It is uh, Slavia Prague against Rangers. First leg of their last 16 tie. And just looking at the other games uh, that are on in the Europa League tonight, there are uh, four British teams in total. So Man United against uh, AC Milan we mentioned that one uh, just before the break and the travel um, Olympiacos play Arsenal tonight and Tottenham play Dinamo Zagreb it's all pretty interesting as well James with the, the coefficient um, because uh, Rangers have done a, a lot of good for that already they can continue to do so tonight and next week as well and hopefully further on into the tournament and uh, where Scotland are at the moment is we're 11th in the in the UEFA club rankings uh, just 
ahead of the Ukraine. Now, Scotland have got one team uh, in the last 16, and unfortunately, uh, the Ukraine have got two in uh, Shakhtar Donetsk and, and Dinamo Zagreb. You know, you're looking at me as if you know all this already, no, and I'm I, telling you nothing that you didn't know already. No, I'm just looking at the games. You know, Dinamo Kiev, they play Villarreal, and Shakhtar Donetsk play Roma. So, it's not as if it's a given they go through you're hoping no. that both of them get knocked out and Rangers go through because it helps everyone involved in Scottish football but I think that you know Rangers I think Rangers can go far in this tournament I know they're far enough already but I, I think they can do well in it um, even, even Davey we're almost admitted it I didn't expect he would be no but I think when Davey spoke you know he's right his team got to the final yeah. against all odds really when you know it was kind of back to the wall for most of the games certainly in the latter rounds um, Walter Smith masterclass um, to get them through <laughs> yeah it was and, and this Rangers side are, are different you know they'll take the game to the opponents I, I listened to Craig speaking about how Slavia Prague are going to play and they'll sit back that's brilliant for Rangers mm. because they're used to they're used to teams sitting back they're used to finding a way um, so I think Rangers will, will go far and I think that it's great you know we can speak about the coefficient Rangers need to just go and get on with the yeah, job and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. no worry about that and no look and say right how did Dinamo Kiev go on how, how no. did Shakhtar Donetsk get on but we, we can say you know hopefully they get knocked out hopefully Rangers go through and it's all the better for, for Scottish football because I think if if they, we go and finish above uh, Ukraine in the coefficient then Rangers go straight into the, the group stage next season in the Champions League that's I think, that's, I think it's the following season yeah is it the following think, season yeah, I think it's next season's yeah. champions uh, would very probably go straight into the Champions League group. So, so what an incentive it is for the team who wins the title next season. And it, it, it's massive. I mean, you know, Fatty's touched on it there as well. I mean, the the stronger the, the performances from you know from Rangers, from Celtic, for you know for for teams in general that are playing in Europe, then the better outcomes that the the game continues to get. Uh, and and you know you get extended runs in Europe. It brings more more dollars, um, you know, through the football clubs, which then gives them the opportunity to go and spend them, bring in better players, and 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 that's that's how it works. So, um, you know, for for too many years that there was there was kind of you know Scottish teams whimpered out, um, you know, at a, at a lesser stage. Um, and it depends. Like it's been a while that we've had two, you know, Rangers and Celtic going really really strong in European competitions, really driving that coefficient up in terms of points. Which, like I said, the spin-offs are that um, you know for for the clubs in general. I think it as well. You look at everybody speaks about the Champions League and how much of a disaster when Celtic or Rangers don't get in it. But the Europa League's shown that they can go and put a run together. They yeah, can yeah. boost the coefficient, yeah. and then you know if it is this time next season Rangers I'd imagine will be stronger Celtic will be stronger they'll be better equipped to go into these Champions League games and, and it's not so bad to look and say they're in the Europa League you look at Rangers we're genuinely talking about them having a chance of winning it it yeah, might yeah. be a small chance but they've got a, yeah. a chance of winning it it's realistic I know that not all of you uh, are totally wrapped up in Rangers tonight. Uh, some of you are wondering who Celtic's next manager might be like Colin in Addingston hi Colin all right, lads, how are you doing? Yeah, good, right. thanks. How are you? I no bad, no bad. What, what are you thinking about Celtic? It's not been the best of seasons for us, obviously. Um, I think it's one of the ones where there's that many rumours come out uh, throughout the season, whether Lennon wanted to change players at the start of the season, whether they didn't, whether it was maybe the up above them or whatever it was. Uh, it's, it's obviously went this far and uh, it's, it's not been good enough for us. 
James, um, what do you think about what's happening at Celtic? What do you think is happening at Celtic at the moment, uh, or what, 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 what should be happening at Celtic? Because obviously it's a it's been a deafening silence in terms of messages coming out of the place. Uh, but then maybe we we aren't going to hear anything until it's here's the head coach or or here's the director of football. Yeah, I think that you know Peter Lowell's obviously retiring. Uh, Neil Lennon's gone. I think that maybe it was a hope of you know or an, an expectancy to get to 10 Peter Lowell retires and you know probably stick with Neil Lennon obviously if he gets 10 in a row but now it's not worked out um, and there needs to be Dominic Mackay's coming in in July I think there's talk of being a, a sporting director or a technical director they need to get that sorted they're looking for a manager there's players there's, you know unrest with the players rumours that players want to leave that needs sorted so it's it's turned into a, a bigger job than what it what it should have been mm. um, because you know they were banking on success this season, it's not happened. There has been a silence, but you know I, I'm the one where you want to know or, or I like to hear everything that's going on because then you can't go on with your business if you're going and trying to approach people. There'll be managers obviously in jobs that, that they have to put a plan and, and try and get that you know sorted. Um, but you have to assume that there's things going on in the background. It's not nice, you know, fans want to know what's happening. Season tickets have to be sold. Fans do want to know what's happening. Mm. But you have to, I wouldn't say trust, but you have to hope that there's there's things happening in yeah. the background because it can't be that you get to July and say to Dominic Mackay when he comes in, right, on you go, it's, it's up to you to, to get this sorted. It has to be happening now. Mm. And I, I, would, I, would, I would assume that it is happening. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned that there's not much noise at the minute. Um, but certainly, you know, things have to be put in place ASAP for me. Yeah, I kind of agree. And, and like a lot of people and fans, they, they want a lot of information, which I totally get. Uh, but the reality is, um, you know, there, there are certain things that need to happen behind closed doors. You know, you're talking about potentially they, they, they might be pursuing a, a manager that's under contract. Right, so there's all the, the, the rules and regulations, the, the, the legalities of all that sort of stuff. So... Definitely Celtic are doing something behind the scenes. I think what what the, the Celtic support want is maybe not necessarily the name, but it's like, what direction are we going to take as a football club? And and I agree with, you know, the, there was massive focus on, on 10 in a row this season. And if Celtic were to achieve 10 in a row this season under Neil Lennon, then John Kennedy probably gets a job next season. Let's be honest, right? But I think now with everything that's happened and the way that this season's played out, that's made that not possible. So Celtic may have had a plan in place that all of a sudden now has, has had to uh, slightly change and maybe deferred two or three years for a John Kennedy, for example. But my honest opinion, my honest opinion, they need um, a big name with with um, with good experience. Uh, and I'm not saying unbelievable experience, but that, you know sometimes I think with your, your risk assessment, you know if somebody can 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 deliver and. Um, Does it have to be somebody I mean, that compares to Stephen Gerrard on the other side of the city? Well, I can be a little bit selfish now because I'm on the other side, Rob. You know, we're, we're talking about the game and talk about the the media coverage of the game and the positivity. I mean, so you imagine someone like a Frank Lampard comes to to Celtic, that would be unbelievable. That that's that that all of a sudden has got everybody in the UK, if not the world, talking about Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, I think I think as well. You talk about what's happening behind the scenes, and everybody wants to know who's going to be the next manager. But they have to get the the sporting director or technical director, whatever the the, yeah. the the role's going to be or the term of the role, because there's no point in going hiring a manager and bringing a guy that's effectively above him and after him. Mm-hmm. No. He he needs to be in place first. Yeah. And then, uh, the one 
when you're looking at a club, you always want to know who's the manager, who's the guy in charge. Well, it's the guy that's actually going to be above him that has to be sorted first because he needs to bring in his his own guy. Craig spoke about it, the vision of the club, what, what direction they're going to go down. This has to be set by you know the, the, the owner, the new chief exec coming in, the technical director, and you know get the right guy in who they think is the guy to take them down that direction. And that needs to happen now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it definitely does. Because that's the thing, Fanny, sorry to cut in there, it's like, well... The funds are going to be there for Celtic to, yeah. to spend. It's not as if Celtic don't have the money. They'll, they'll throw money at trying to win the championship back. That, that goes without saying. But we know because we've played. All of a sudden, if you're trying to attract a player to your football club, the first question a player is going to ask is, okay, so who's a, who's a manager for next season? What's the direction of the football club? What's happening? So like, when you don't have things in place, that means that you'll miss out on football players. Un- unless they have a manager that's in a job that wants to see out his job till the end of the season yeah, yeah. then you know uh, as long as as long as that's agreed the manager's agreed and the technical director's agreed and they can start planning for next season mm-hmm. then that's fine and, and it wouldn't and maybe, surprise me and, and maybe that's been the plan all along it maybe, wouldn't surprise maybe, me maybe, maybe the whole thought was that Neil Lennon would keep the seat warm until mm-hmm. the summer um, you know, and and pose some sort of challenge to Rangers, yeah, yeah. and then the change would happen, yeah. and and that plan's been ripped up, obviously. No, nah, and for sure. But I, I think, mate, Glasgow being Glasgow, yeah, I know. Mate, we would there we would have sniffs, mate, if if something like that was already in place, um, and and obviously just because people were contracted and we're going to see out their gigs to the end of the season, that's that that still would be out. There's been nothing that's come out, so. That's why I think people are concerned, you know, like yeah. and probably just want like I said, a little bit more information as what direction are we going to take? Is it going to be experience? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? What, what do you think, Colin? I mean, how concerned are you and, and what would you like to see happen? And when would you like to, like it to happen? Okay, it's, it's a tough one, to be honest with you. It's, um, everybody wants something done yesterday, but I just want the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would I would be looking at Eddie Howe. I think he knows the market down south. Mm. Uh, obviously, certain rules that will be coming in in Europe and stuff. Uh, that may be the market that both clubs are going to be looking at more and more now. Um, I think he would get us playing good football and his coaching is, is probably as modern as you'll get nowadays. Uh, that's the way football is going and I think he's the man. Does Eddie Howe do it for you, James McFadden? Um, I can see why. You know, Eddie Howe done a, a terrific job at Bournemouth. Um and I, there has been a clamour for him, you know, since what October, yeah. October, November. Um, and I think that if Eddie Howe was a target, or if Eddie Howe wanted the job, I've got a feeling he'd be in place by now, because he, you know how it's went wrong for Celtic. Yeah. And he and he's available. Yes, exactly. So I think if it was going to be Eddie Howe, I think he'd be in by now with it. Try to rhyme and be a poet here. <laughs> but you didn't know it. <laughs> Did you practice that? At home? No, I, I just knew it was the only thing I could say to finish it off. But I didn't want to sound like an idiot. It's, but it's, a, but it's a good point that's brought up. So in terms of as well with, with Brexit and, and all that sort of stuff, like mm. now in terms of recruitment, you know the, the challenges of yep. uh, you know the foreign players that, that maybe were able to come in now is not possible, or depending on what their their status is, whether they've played for the national team. So that's. That's a whole new side to the game as well. So, predominantly, you're going to be looking at UK players. But the que- the question has has been this season: who is who is signing the players? Who's mm. bringing the players in? So it might be that Eddie Howe doesn't have a say in who comes in. 
I, I don't know if that's what's happened before, but you, you're not sure of the the setup and the structure yeah. at Celtic at the minute. Would you take Would you take a, a job, Fatty, if if you were say uh, told, listen, you all you're going to do is coach the team that I pick for you? Would you take a job like that? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally, but. And do we, it do has we, happened before. And do we suspect no, that? Do we suspect that's what's been happening I, I, at no, Celtic this season? That Neil Lennon's been working with a lot of guys that he didn't actually sign. No, didn't want I, to I'm, recruit. I'm not sure about that. I, I think that you know you look at the Fraser Forster situation. I think that that deal could have been done on a permanent from Southampton and mm. through uh, Fraser Forster, but there was no resale on Fraser Forster, so it didn't happen. Which for me. You look at Fraser Forster last season on loan, he was incredible for Celtic. Yeah. And you look at Alan McGregor, no resale to Rangers, he's vital to Rangers and what they do. Yeah, You've got yeah. great attacking players, but when it comes to it, you know that Alan McGregor is more often than not going to make that save. Saves that he shouldn't make. Um, so I think that there has to be a balance between buying young to make a profit and sell and bringing in the right type of players. If they're older players, I, I, I'm not... I'm not a fan of this bring loads of youth through because they still have to learn and it's not just mm. the manager and the coach's job to teach those players it's players that are in the team the experienced guys that can help these players the guys that are going to it's the old same with the goalkeeper that are worth you know, 15, 16 points a season yeah. the, these are crucial positions and it, at some point you have to forget about the resale and just think about what he's going to mean to the team on the pitch and the success going forward we were just talking there, Colin, about the importance of uh, of winning the title next season because it could be a direct route into the group stages of the Champions League and all the many tens of millions of pounds that that brings. So um, it's even more important, isn't it, that your team, Celtic, are, are ready to come back at Rangers big style next season? Aye, definitely. It's Obviously, it's upwards of £30 million nowadays for the, the Champions League money, but yep. we, need to, we need to challenge. That's the, the, the be-all and end-all is we need to actually push them uh, next year um, and then hopefully that's enough to win the league. I've got a quick question for James, if that's, if that's OK. I'll tell you what, let, if you ask, leave the question with us. We're, we're about to go to a break, but if you, if you ask the question and we'll get an answer for you on the other side of the break, Colin. That's, that's perfect. Uh, does he think James McCarthy would be interested in coming up the road? James. In the summer, I think he's a, I think he's a free agent at Crystal Palace in the right. summer, and I think that would be exactly the, the replacement for Scott Brown if Scott Brown's looking at maybe. I tell you what, just so you can get, we'll, we'll we'll get you back or we'll hold on to you whatever during the break, and we'll get you to ask that question directly uh, to James on the other side of the break. That's Colin from Addingston, uh, who's wondering what Celtic are up to, what they're going to do to get their new head of head coach and director of football and whatever else in place. When's that going to happen? Who is it going to be? We're also obviously talking Rangers because we're getting pretty close now towards a kickoff in the Czech Republic. It's Slavia Prague against Rangers uh, for a place in the quarterfinals. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. We're a matter of minutes away from kickoff in the Czech Republic at Slavia Prague against Rangers. Europa League last 16. Um, they're on the brink of big things in Europe, having wrapped up the title, of course, Stephen Gerrard and his team. At the weekend, if you're just joining us and you don't know already, it's McGregor and goals, uh, Patterson, Goldson, Hillander and Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Hadji and Kent, either side of Morellas. That is the starting lineup for Rangers. Kemar Roof is back in the squad and he is among the substitutes. We'll get back to that shortly. But uh, 
Sometimes on the show we get the sort of calibre of caller that it is he's too good, his question's too good, that we get him back on the other side of the commercial break. And uh, Colin from Addingston qualifies in that category. Uh, you've made it, Colin. Um, your question for Faddy. Aye, it's uh, obviously Scott Brown coming into the summer. That's, a, that's another season older and a year older. Um, he's obviously been a great servant to Celtic, but I know that James McCarthy is going to be a free agent in the summer down at Crystal Palace. Is this maybe the right time to be looking at somebody like him to come up the road, maybe replace Scott? Yeah, I think that you know that's a good shout. He's James is as you said he's thirty. Um, he's had you know he had a great spell until um, he went to Everton and, and got a horrendous injury. The fact that he's actually back playing is, is incredible in itself, and it's it's not worked out maybe as well for him at Palace as, as he would have liked. I think that this this goes back to the point. You know about the direction that Celtic want to go down. You, you, they more often than not look at looking at younger players to bring in, develop, and sell on. Yeah. But I think when you look at you know sometimes you've got to make that that signing. He's a good age, thirty. He's because of his injuries, right. he's not actually played loads of football in his career. Um, and I think that you know to come in, the experience he's got, his his ability, I think it'd be a really good signing um, for Celtic. And I think that you have to get that balance I mentioned it earlier you have to get the balance of bringing in young players is great to, to put them in the team to add value to them to sell them on that's great but they need the experienced ones in there to help out as well I think that's a great shout and I think that maybe he he might feel it's time to come up when you when you move away mm-hmm. you've always got a pull there's always a pull to come home there's always that feeling you know should I go home uh, it's not that you're homesick it's just you always think that you want to go back and, and play a nice way to round off your career. Yeah, well, listen, he's thirty. It could be yeah. you know another six, seven years if he if he looks still, after still himself. Potentially his, his best years. Yeah. Father, you know, you get thirty years of age. That's a great. It's a great age. People get fooled a little bit when they hear thirty and they go, "Oh, it's too old." 30, he's going into the best years of his life, football wise. You know, unfortunate with, with you know with, with injuries and, and what have you. Maybe get James MacArthur as well. Uh, <laughs> buy them in a package deal. The two of them. Normally, that's what happens, <laughs> isn't it? But um, usually. Up in the same place, don't they? <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think he'd be a good signing. I yeah. think uh, as long as he's you know fully fit, and I'm sure that for him it would be appealing for him to come back up. I'm pretty sure he's a, a Celtic fan, so you know you can throw that into the bargain yeah. as well. But I think to come up and be part of what's essentially going to be a rebuild in the summer, um, very, I think I think that'd player. be a, a great you know incentive for him. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's unrealistic to to target someone like James McCarthy. Was that a good answer to your question? It was certainly a good question, Colin. Aye, perfect. I think it'd be a, it's a no-brainer for Celtic as, as far as I'm concerned. It's the only slight worry is obviously the, the maybe long-term injuries here and there, but uh, it, was, it was excellent for Everton. It's just maybe no work to yeah. quite as well at Crystal Palace. Good question, good call. Thank, good to hear from you. Cheers, Colin. Right, cheers, lads. Cheers. All, all the best. Uh, was, was, there a, was there a chance that you... I mean, you, you grew up supporting Celtic, James, didn't you? Was, was, there a, was there a chance that you could have played for Celtic? Yeah, I had a few few opportunities at different times. Um, for whatever reason, it never worked out. Um, but What was the best chance? Um, the best chance was probably when I left Birmingham to go back to Everton. You know, I had talks with Celtic and I just felt it was right for me to go back to Everton. You talk about that pull, you know, I obviously had the pull to come back home, but... You know, I, I spent four and a half years at Everton, and the pool was just too much for me. Uh, I, I had to go back there. Um, and was and was that the right decision on in, in retrospect? I, I or would you have, or would you like to have sampled Celtic? I, I don't. I don't ever look back and 
you know, really regret because I came through at Motherwell. Plenty of times I was told I, w- I wasn't good enough and just to get playing football was was a dream for me. So I'm extremely grateful for everything that I've, I've, I've had in football and I don't look back and say, oh, I wish I'd have done that because, I mean, you'd, you'd be there all day, you'd never sleep, you know. So I, I just kind of be grateful for what I've got. It never happened and you just have to deal with it. But as I said, a fantastic career for, for starting out in Motherwell to go and do what I've done. Oh, yeah. That, oh, there's yeah. No, no question for me that I I'm going to change think, much. I don't think anyone would argue <laughs> that, that you've had an amazing, amazing career. So who was the, who was the Celtic manager at the time uh, when you went back to Everton? Who, uh, who? It was Neil Lennon, actually. Right. Um, but I'd, I'd, you know, interest at different stages of my career. Martin O'Neill was a manager. Um, I think Oz would have been delighted that I was moving down to England at that time. He might have been down there already. I was desperate to get away from him. That's what it was. Yeah. He used to kick lumps out of me. Um, but I just had... It, it's then where you hear there's interest and in whether it's the transfer fee, whether the club don't want to let you go, whether you know the, the club don't want to go in and pay that amount of money for you. It just didn't work out. And it's just one of those things, Rob. It's, you, you just have to deal with it. When you get into football... You just you learn that it's not as easy as people think, you know. Ah, well, just go and get him. You know, he'd want to come. It's not as easy as that. So no. you just have to deal with it and move on. And it went okay. <laughs> it went okay for you, to be honest. Uh, we're just a few minutes away from kickoff in uh, Prague at Slavia against Rangers. Uh, just about to get started uh, in the Czech Republic, um, and it's certainly a very strong Rangers team. It, it is the team that beat Saint Mirren at the weekend which effectively won the title although Celtic spilling points at Tannadice on Sunday made sure that uh, Rangers were uncatchable now they've tucked that away Craig and they can concentrate fully on the Scottish Cup is not far around the corner mm-hmm. but as for tonight it's all about uh, getting the sort of result against the Slavia Prague team who they've got the greatest of respect for uh, and rightly so yeah, no, very much so, and I'm, I'm sure this, uh, you know, this starting eleven will be extremely excited about the opportunity, and it is a, a wonderful opportunity. You know, we've spoken about how important McGregor has been for for Rangers. So you talk about that stability, and and then that flows onto your your central defenders and Goldson, who's, who's been terrific. Holanda in the European games, barring Benfica, has, has has been pretty good. But when you've got that that base, that solid base, then you can go and build and, and, and work your way into the games. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out tonight. I do expect Rangers to have a, um, a, a good uh, amount of possession and it's just what they can then uh, create from that and hopefully can come back to Glasgow um, with a good result and certainly um, something to, to play for and, and put the bed back in Scotland. There's a young lad, Abdallah Sima, who's a Senegalese striker who I'm sure we all saw. Um, I don't know if, if we all saw the, the, I know you did, Craig, uh, the, the defeat of Leicester in the last round, Fanny. Did you see that as well? I never, I never um, saw much. I mean, he's he's nineteen, um, and he scored the second goal at the King Power, which which sealed it. Apparently, West Ham, Everton, Arsenal are all hovering around at the moment. He looks a player of of some promise, and and I think Steve, Stephen Gerrard knows that if Rangers aren't at the right level uh, tonight, they won't get the result they're after. No, and that that's right. You know, Czech Republic are are doing well. And um, in, in international football, you look at uh, Suchek and Sufal that went to West Ham. They both come from Slavia Prague, so they're they're good players. And if that's the the you know the the makeup of the players, the Ended. physical you know athletes, then I'm sure that it's it won't be easy. Uh, you, you only need to look at the game Scotland played against the the Czech Republic third side, if you like. You know, against guys from. The, the Czech Republic League they were yeah. good players yeah. you know yeah. of course our best struggle. players are expected <laughs> to go and beat them but they were still good players and and these players are a level 
or two above these easily so it won't be easy they will be a good side but I think Rangers get to the point where they're in where they look and say right how are we going to impart our game plan onto them not we'll sit back and, and we'll, we'll suss them out and we'll show them too much respect Rangers go and you know, play the way they play it doesn't matter how they play you see it against Benfica you see it when they when they go and play Willem Tway in, in, in Holland a tough place to go as well yeah. they just go and play their game it doesn't phase them and I think when you hear Conor Goldson uh, talking uh, pre-match about focus, uh, you realise that Rangers will be in the right place. As soon as we come in yesterday and got back into training, we had a meeting in the morning as a team and the gaffer showed us what this month is. We've got the two Slavia games, which we want to go and prove in Europe that we're good enough to compete at this level and a good enough team, not just domestically. And then we've got the old firm at the end of the month. So this one, we've got three huge games coming up. Now we're champions, we're champions to be shot at and we want to go and prove that the season, how hard we've worked, we want to go and put that now into full effect and go and um, see how far we can go in Europe. That's the game underway in the Czech Republic, Slavia Prague against Rangers and we'll be keeping a close eye on it. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns renewable energy and more visit opc-ltd.uk the bull radio football show and in the seventh minute in the Czech Republic Slavia Prague have gone ahead against Rangers and it's their number seven Stanchu who's scored um the ball out on the, the left-hand side. Uh, Stanchi at the corner of the box. Rangers didn't maybe get to him quickly enough, but it is a, certainly a top-quality kick-off. He's bent it around Alan McGregor. And in at the far post, James, what did you make of that? It's a magnificent finish, but there's, there's no pressure, no on the pressure at all. Yeah. There's no, he's standing at the edge of the box yeah. on his own. Hadji's coming back, but you've got Kamara, Davis, Goldson, Holanda's picking someone up. Yeah. There's no pressure on the ball. You can't afford players like that time to, to go and pick your spot. It's it's poor defending. But you know the one thing we know about Rangers is they they won't you know let their heads go down. They they, they can bounce back. Uh, but it's a it's a big blow early on in this game. You know again you're right, Fanny. Like the the edge of the box. I mean it's it's a threat. Edge of the box. Um, Far too much time and space. Don't get me wrong. Execution and and, and the finish for Stanchi was still very very good. But yeah, defensively, someone's actually got to be brave and, and make a decision. Hadji's trying to get back. Um, you know, maybe Kamara has to release himself. I think Kamara Kamara was he's picking, picking up. up he's I picking think up Davis someone. Davis is spared in the middle. Yeah, just and then whoever it is, they've got to they've got to get out. They've got to shut the ball. Um, wonderful finish, and uh, and a test for a test for Rangers. But we we knew it was going to be a test. Um, I think even was at the game against Benfica, they went they went a goal behind the early doors and, and obviously responded in the right way. So next five, ten minutes will be very interesting. Yeah, and I think it's, it's what we were saying early on and what Stephen Gerrard was saying, I guess, as well uh, in his pre-match comments were that, that Rangers have to be totally at it because this team has got quality and, and that was a quality finish. Yes, he, he was given far too much time and room to, to deliver it, but, uh, but you know, Rangers didn't get close enough. No, it'll be disappointing because... You know, it's a spare man at the edge of the box. He's got time to take a touch. 
have a look then then decide he's gone for the shot it wasn't one of those where sometimes you see it before it comes to him you know he's only got one thing in his mind he's going for a shot he takes a touch has a look then he has a shot yeah, yeah. and I think that's Rangers to a T I think Steven Gerrard speaks about it it's more so when they don't maybe play particularly well they're a team that have to start games well they have to start in the front foot and, and, and be fired up early doors that certainly don't look like it tonight but they've shown again they can they can come back from that adversity early on and, and put in a performance but they'll be disappointed it's it's a, a brilliant finish with nobody to take too much away from Stan Chu but it is so yeah. avoidable it could have been dealt with so much better by Rangers it's going to be interesting now, isn't it, to, to see how, how Rangers respond to that because, uh, yes, the, they've done it time after time in European football. They have, they have had setbacks. They have been able to, to, to bounce back. But yeah. I guess the nagging doubt in lots of people's minds at the moment will be, is this, is this some, a, a title hangover, a title winning hangover that's maybe affecting Rangers' performance? It's a bit early to be making any great assessments mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, and look, I... I certainly, and, I, and I'm pretty sure nobody at the football club or the, the manager, um, there, there will be no excuses. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they um, they had their, their, their celebration. Times have changed, Rob. It's not like, like me and Fatty back in the day. Our celebration was a lot different to what these boys were. They, they would have been rested and recovered and, and ready to go for this game. But as... Uh, we touched on there. This, you know, Sancho has, has far too much space defensively. And I was a defender. You've, your, your job is to, to get your opponent, get his head down. Um, and the moment you've got his head down, then you can control that situation. No one was anywhere near close enough for him, which Fadi as an attacker, mate, you would have loved there. Brilliant. Honestly, you know, if, as you say, attacking wise, brilliant from Slavia. It looks like they're going to stick it in the box. They can back out. They've managed to work the overload and get a spare man at the edge of the box. But for me, you're still looking at defender, midfielder saying, Someone has to get near him. It's it's almost like they were looking about saying, well, whose job is it? It's, it's early in the game. It's not mm. as if there's been subs. It's not as if they're chasing no, no. it. It's early in the game. Be switched on. Don't allow any, you know, free shots from the edge of the box. For all we're saying how, you know, brilliant Alan McGregor's been, he still, mm. he'd rather not face any shots. You see no. him after the Hamilton game. He was absolutely yeah. fuming the amount of yeah. saves he had to make. So yeah, I think he'd have a start. Yeah, he would have had a few choice words off the back of that one. Um, and Slavia Prague, with 11 minutes played, um, got a corner kick. Now they've actually had a fair bit of attacking pressure uh, against Rangers on the back of the goal, uh, and it's a crucial phase of the game. Do, do Rangers uh, get some sort of foothold in it at this stage? A, a goal down, but but Slavia clearly. Uh, have been lifted we're just looking at TV reruns of the goal again I mean technically it's it's very well uh, whipped around McGregor from the corner of the box the goalkeeper really doesn't make a move for it it's 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 around him and it's and it's beyond him uh, but every time you see it as well from a Rangers point of view James you, you just you're just aware of the guy being able to take a touch have a look and pick a spot yeah I think it, you know you see it there it looks like it's Hadji that's been caught out because of the speed he's trying to get back at um, but uh, it's just it's disappointing for them. I think that you know we spoke about Slava maybe sitting. They're certainly not sitting in, but this is when you need guys like Ryan Kent to go and show how good they are. He's done it numerous occasions in the European stage, and the gaps might open up for him. You see, the Rangers they're happy to go and take the game to, to teams. They're happy to sit back and hit in the break. They can adapt, and I'm sure they will. But they have to just compose themselves. Don't lose another goal. Don't lose you know the the momentum of the game this early. They've managed it well. They don't need me to tell them what to do, but you know, you're just watching it one. Yeah, do well. yeah, yeah. And that's look. That's the thing. I mean, they were in the same situation against Benfica. They lost an early goal, and then the next five or ten minutes are really important. That you stay in the game, 
Uh, like I said, I don't care what anybody says, you will have your spell in a game of football. Yeah, so as long as you keep your discipline, keep your structure, Rangers will get opportunities within the game. Uh, first 10 or 12 minutes, it has been all Slavia Prague uh, playing in Rangers half. But, like I said, the next five minutes, try to slow it down, try to get a little bit of a, a, of a rhythm, some possession. Then you start to get field position. Can't be conceding a second goal. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Rob McLean, Craig Moore, James McFadden in the studio keeping close tabs on Rangers in the Czech Republic. Slavia Prague won uh, Rangers nil in the 14th minute now. And uh, Rangers just looking to get started effectively in the game and looking to uh, start creating opportunities of their own in response to what the home team have done already. Alfredo Morelos is going to be uh, a key man for them obviously they want to get him involved they want to get him in the game because he's got this fantastic record I was just looking at his stats today uh, for the last two seasons in the Europa League so since the start of last season uh, he is top rated in terms of direct involvement and goals he scored uh, since the start of last season nine goals six assists so that's a total of 15 in 17 Europa League games and uh, nobody uh, in that competition has done it better yeah, he's been sensational. You know, I think that this season Rangers have been more more about the team. Uh, a couple of seasons previous, it's been about can you know Alfredo Morelos be the guy to inspire them? Can he be the guy to score goals? This season, it's been slightly different for him. He hasn't been as prolific in terms of his goals, but you're speaking about goal involvement. I think that uh, the game last week he was outstanding. I think since he came back from the the three match ban that he got. He's looked a different player. Yeah, he, he looks. He looks hungry. He looks fit. He looks sharp, and it's no surprise to me. You see him. He's so pivotal to everything Rangers do. Whether it's, I know people look at the goal return, but I think the the way that he's playing now allows your Hadges, your Kents, yeah, yeah. Aribo to to come into the game, and you know have an impact on the game from there. I think the the, the area as well that he's he's improved on in terms of his link up play. Yeah. You know, I felt at times he he. Look, he's got the physicality, he takes the right positions, but at times just sloppy. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden from being in a really good position offensively, you cough up cheap possession and, and, and you're under attack. Uh, and, and I feel as if he's he's improved upon that, Fatty, uh, this season in particular. Even a couple of times in this game, though, there's been a couple of times, not the straight line passes, but when it's been the opposite side, he's kind of he's drifting into a position where he can get turned because central defender's not coming out. Um, and he's got five or ten metres. Um, so if that continues to happen, um, there'll they'll become opportunities, or there will opportunities will come from that. And, and as you mentioned, just because he's not scoring goals doesn't mean that other players within no. that team don't benefit from what he can deliver. We're going to keep tabs on the game, of course, and we're going to take your calls as well. We're going to talk to uh, Taylor in Cote Bridge, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Taylor. Hello, lads. How you doing? Are you watching? Are you watching the game at the same time as well? Um, I've got it sound down. <laughs> and that's a real disappointment. What did you make of that Slavia Prague goal? It. I was looking into them before, you know, the game came up. They scored a lot of goals, so I was quite nervous. Uh, I'm disappointed, but not so surprised. Yeah, it's going to I be. I think we could have done better. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Plenty of football to be played, obviously. Uh, and you just look at Rangers' record uh, in the competition and in Europe in the last couple of seasons as well. But a goal down at the moment with 16 and a half minutes gone in Prague. Taylor, uh, what would you like to, to ask? I would like to ask, lads, about the Euros. In what, what should we be 
looking for the realistic target? What should we be aiming for to build on for the qualifiers for the World Cup, of course? Let's ask a Scotland legend. Yeah, uh, that, that's you. I, I think we should be looking to win the Euros, personally. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. I do. And especially here, how I'm so I, yeah. I really do. You go in and the games are going to be tough, but you can win your three group games. If you win that, you can expect to win the next one. Love it, Fiddy. I, 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 I'm hopeful that we can go and win it. Greece, Greece won it, unfancied. Was that two, Why can Scotland yeah. you've, you've silenced me. My jaw's on the deck. <laughs> uh, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up for you. I love it. I, I, I mean, that's brilliant. Um, and you're right, Fiddy. In the end game, look, at that level, Nobody's going into the game of football thinking we can't win this match. I mean, you know, players and, and coaches and lots of stuff, they don't allow that in their preparation. Um, and you do have to have that belief and, and confidence. So, Fadi, I love it, mate. I know you think I'm mad, but I just think Scotland are a team that not many teams will fancy playing against. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Cartscott is really well organised. We've got some good players as well, but it's we're a good strong unit, we're a good team unit. And I know that it's you know it's pie in the sky, we probably won't win it, but I have got belief, I've got hope that we can go and cause an upset and and win it. Taylor, Taylor I'm not sure I've got words <laughs> to come back at James McFadden with to be honest on the back of that. What what what's what's your reaction to to that? Let's let's go and win it. I mean I admire the confidence, but I was thinking more to get out of the group stage. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a first step. What happens if you go to the group stage? Do you go into that game saying we can oh, win this course, game? Of course. So, after you go to the but, group stage, you look, you look anything that comes after that as a bonus. What I was thinking is build on from it. You know, it's a first tournament, and how many years was it? 20? 23. 20, 20, oh, yeah, 22, 23. 23, by the time yeah. it happens. You know, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Time. So, what I'm thinking is if we can solidify ourselves, gear a good account, build, you know, take the confidence from that, and the World Cup qualifiers, we can maybe build a wee run and start to solidify ourselves again and I would say be Scotland again because I don't think we've been the same I think that that's important because the, the game's coming up obviously at the end of the month everybody's saying oh let's have a look at this player let's put him in but they're World Cup qualifiers we have to start well in that exactly. and we're preparing exactly. now for the Euros of course mm-hmm. but to an extent we kind of have to try and forget about that as much as we can because Exactly. You know, we have to get off to a good start. Yeah. We have to make sure that we're still in it uh, in terms of World Cup, with you know the, the you know the carrot, if you like, the Euros to say, look, the players that are involved, you're playing for your place at the, in the squad. So, I think that you know I'm always optimistic with Scotland. I've always got good belief. I really fancies to beat England. I really do, and I think that you know we should go there. We we. Confidence. I don't mean I with confidence. I don't no, mean definitely. you know blind confidence to say right we're going to turn up we're going to win it. But you know you never you never know. You know would Rangers Rangers fans at the start of the season would they they have says how far do you think you go in the Europa League? If a fan says you win it, people would look went you're off your head. But at this point in time, they're an outside yeah. bet to, to go and win it, the Europa League. Here's a different question, Taylor. For you, for you, tell me tell me your thoughts and and Fadi, happy for you to jump in. Love McTominay as a player, but for me he cannot play. Uh, as a central defender for Scotland and Scotland be successful I think it's hard to disagree but also don't think he's done a bad job I just I would rather he's playing out and out centre half because I think it gives you more it's just a feeling of safety isn't it I don't really feel secure with McTominay there he has improved though hasn't he I mean I, mean, I take your point absolutely think, and then the first game or two I mean he was he was getting caught under crosses and, and, and he looked 
he looked he looked really vulnerable in that position. But I, I was interested. There was something Steve. I read some interview with Stevie Clark, or heard some interview with him recently, where he said that he spoke to the players about it. He got he took their opinion about McTominay, and and they were quite keen that he continued with the back three with McTominay in it. Fatty. Yeah, I think that you know, I get the I get the point. You know, if you had a standout centre-back that could play as the right centre-back mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> athletic um, then I, I could see the point but we don't have a you know a, an do. obvious choice yeah 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 so I, I think that, that it's an important decision now it's for huge. me his, his decision making as a defender yeah with, with, I think with not, right, not a line did, behind it him. didn't prove you know the first game I was like oh my god you know he's getting caught under the ball positionally it must be tough for him but mm-hmm. he didn't prove and I think that he had maybe two days to prepare yeah. for that first game yeah, he's turned yeah. up thinking I'm going to play midfield yeah. and then he's all of a sudden shaped up yeah, in the back three and went oh no you're playing centre back I've just shown that in because you said that you're going to win it yeah so. <laughs> right so I'll come back after the summer when we win it and Scott McTominay's played a blinder at <laughs> centre back play, play the tournament <laughs> we should point out that he's actually playing at midfield for Manchester United tonight against Milan uh, in the in the Europa League um, you know so and that is difficult isn't it you know it's not as if uh, Stevie Clark's going to phone up Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and say look pal can you do us a favour can you play him in a back three for Man United uh, for a few months before Scotland play at the Euros no but there'll be time you know you've got these three games coming up if he if Steve wants to stick with the, the back four and put Scott in there then that's another three games plus you'll have you know a long camp before the, the actual tournament to actually work on you know the, the dynamics I think that you can see the reason why you know he's, he's athletic he can step out with the ball and I think that in the first game that let him down stepping out with the ball he was coming mm-hmm. out and he, he didn't really see the, or, or play the forward pass it was kind of round the back and recycled a lot but if you've got a guy like Scott McTominay to step into the game that's the beauty of playing a back three yeah. in this day and age mm-hmm. you know you've got Declan Gallagher if it's going to be him in the middle that will go and head it and be it, be that strong aggressive defender but you've got Scott McTominay if it's him that's stepping out Kieran Tierney Scott McKenna that, that will step out and step into the game and be that extra player in midfield you can see exactly why he's playing it and we won the, the playoff with playing that way, so I don't see why it should change it. Taylor, have we got you convinced that Scotland are going to win the Euros? I wouldn't quite say that. <laughs> Come on, Taylor, where's your belief? But you're going to go in I'm, with optimism. You're looking forward to it anyway, obviously. Oh, I'm delighted. And more immediately, more immediately, you're looking forward to uh, a Rangers fight back in in Prague midway through the first half, and uh, and Rangers a, a goal down. But um, it's been some European campaign, and I guess you've got pretty confidence that, that Rangers can come back here. I'm hoping. F- I said I won each goal draw before the game, so I'm hoping that turns out. All right, good man. Uh, thanks for calling. Good to have you on the show. Cheers, Taylor. Cheers, Taylor. Thanks for having me. And, well, gentlemen, fan, you've just got me reeling now. <laughs> on the, on the, on what the did you expect, that. Rob? Well, exactly. No, I'm, fe- I'm actually feel- I'm feeling ridiculously good. <laughs> and I'm trying I'm try- try to keep tabs on Rangers and Prague and try to take in the fact that Scotland uh, could win the Euros. Wow. Uh, 0808 17 17 700. Have you got another revelation to rival that one? The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.
And it is Slavia Prague 1, Rangers nil. Latest score in the Czech Republic 28 minutes played in that Europa League last 16 tie is the only goal of the 5-6 to six, uh, kickoffs, which means that Manchester United against AC Milan the match we were speaking about involving Scott McTominay that one is still goalless at Old Trafford uh, the other ties um, that kicked off at 5-6 to six are the same of course another four uh, will start at uh, Eight o'clock, including Arsenal in Greece to play Olympiacos and uh, Tottenham are at home to Dinamo Zagreb. Both those matches start at eight o'clock. Stanchu uh, with the only goal so far for uh, Slavia Prague um, against Rangers. Uh, Borna Banisic has just been booked um, as uh, Slavia Prague have had a fair chunk of the first half so far, Craig Moore, and they've got a set piece here in a pretty threatening position as well. Yeah, they have, not for, not for the first time. Um, getting in behind the Rangers' uh, defence, um, obviously the the, uh, the attacker being clever, getting his body across and, and getting a foul, but good opportunity here from a good area just outside the box, you know, a wide right area. Yeah, if they had a McFadden left foot, this could be dangerous. I'm pretty sure his left foot's uh, good enough, good enough, Rob. <laughs> They'll be struggling if they're looking for me to kick that one in. It's been a tough, uh, tough game so far, hasn't it? Nearly half an hour gone. It's been tough uh, for Rangers. Yeah, I think that you know it won't be. Ooh, a huge wasn't a bad free, it wasn't a bad free kick either, no, was it? It was all right, but I think you need to. It need to be special to beat Al McGregor from there. From there, yeah. Um, that that wide, wide angle. It was hit with a foot, but it was, yeah. it was right side. He bent it round the wall. And uh, Al McGregor just shuffled across to his right for a moment, but then got back to get two solid hands to it and turn it around the post. Uh, so it's going to be a corner kick on the back of that free kick. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been tough, no doubt about it so far for Rangers, but they'll just want to hang on in there. And maybe um, our caller of a few months ago, Taylor, got it right when he was he was... He was reckoning this could be a 1-1 and Rangers would certainly bite your hand off for 1-1 at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, and even 1-0, 1-0's not horrible when you go back no. home, but you, you certainly want to want to try and, as an away team, try and get that goal um, or two to, to be able to take back home with you. Rangers haven't really threatened in the, in the first half so far. The game had settled a bit, but, uh, you know, Slavia still looked lively. Rangers have got an attack here at the moment with Haji. <clears throat> Wrong, wrong choice of ball. Slavia defender uh, quite comfortably, but yeah, now Slavia had another half half opportunity as well. So the th- the threat is there, uh, but the get the game had settled, and um, you know, like I said, the longer Rangers can just keep keep it at one, there will be opportunities, but there hasn't been any real threatening opportunity so far this half from Rangers. Were you watching uh, Champions League last night? I was watching the the PSG Barcelona game, James. Yeah. Don't know if you were watching I that w- one. I watched that, yeah. Yeah, in which Kylian Mbappe uh, scored from a. Oh, well, it was a crazy penalty, wasn't it? The decision will maybe get to, to VAR, oh. which kind of dominates everything at the moment, and and it's probably a bit tedious to even talk about. But Mbappe is certainly not tedious to talk about, uh, and he last night with that uh, it was his twenty fifth. Champions League goal at 22 years and 80 days old uh, and he's he's the youngest ever player to hit that milestone incredible it is incredible and I think that you know you look at Messi and Ronaldo they're obviously not the, the force that they once were um, and you look at Mbappe's the natural guy to step up and take that place he's you know he's it's not just this season it's since he went into the Monaco team you could see he was an exciting talent. He's a World Cup winner. What age was he when he won that? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So it's incredible. I think that the way that he plays, the speed that he has, is is incredible. And the the way that 
you know, he carries him. He doesn't look like a young player when he plays. He just looks so mature mm-hmm. in, in everything he does. He's not he's not rash. His decisions are good. He's so powerful he's, as well, isn't he? He does. Yeah. He's just, you know, maturity beyond his years and that will continue. He will get better as well, which is a scary thought. You mentioned Messi there and uh, and the other, inter- I mean, am- amazing stat on the back of last night is that uh, that's the first time and that, that, that Messi and Ronaldo haven't been in the quarterfinals for 16 years. You're saying 16 years, I feel old, by the way, 15, 16 years ago I was trying to chase Ronaldo about, and, and, he, and he's still doing it. Did you, ca- uh, did you catch him? No, nah, I never got anywhere near him. Uh, but no, nah, look, it, it looked incredible, um, you know, what, what these two players have, have achieved over such a long, long time. Excellent results, performances year year in year out. You know, really phenomenal. But then you look at the likes of the Mbappes coming through. Who I watched, um, Australia had him in the World Cup in the group stages, and he just looked at. Even though he was young, you know, he's got that he's got that bit about him. He's got that physicality. He, he's got that that ten fifteen yard burst uh, speed wise. Top top player, and then we look at the likes of Haaland as Erling well. Haaland, oh yeah. my god, this this is a different different machine. And he he's got twenty. He's he's the youngest to twenty Champions League goals. Twenty in fourteen, 14 games. games, and he's only age twenty. Uh, and and he's a he's a real battering ram of a guy oh, in terms of his God. his physique. But what a finisher he is! But I've seen I don't know if anybody's seen last night um, the game against Sevilla. I've seen the craziest five minutes I think I've ever seen in football to to do with VAR. Um, second goal to to put. Um, Dortmund 2-0 up Harlan you're talking about Batman Ram he just sends a defender fly and ends up scoring a goal um, and then they end up the referee goes back to a situation that happened 20-30 seconds before it rules out the goal and gives a penalty right Harlan then takes a penalty misses a penalty <laughs> Sevilla go up the field right with, a, with a, an attack and then the referee gets a message again that the goalkeeper's stepped off the line, so he's got to retake the penalty. But all this craziness went on mm. for about five minutes, and I thought, this is why I can't stand VAR, but that's why I'm sure a lot of fans must really be annoyed with it. You do you do tend to lose track of the football match, don't you, when, when all that panto is yeah. going on around the referee going across, looking at the monitor, the checks complete and all that and all that sort of stuff. And, and you, you know, it does take you away from what's actually happening. Yeah, it, t- it takes away the... The kind of buzz and the emotion because yeah. anything happens, you go right. Is there going to be a check? Oh, there's a check. Right, how long is that going? To, oh, it's fine. And it's kind of gone. Then the emotions going. Yeah, I, I was a fan of VR coming in to help, but it's taken over now. It's too much for me. It's too much where this they're using VR. They're still getting decisions wrong, mm. and that will always be the case. But it's just too much for me. They're, they're taking away the. The enjoyment. I, I saw something. I, I don't know who it was. It said it the other day when Aguero scored that goal for yes. City to win yep. the league. Yep. Imagine VAR. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have the celebrations, <laughs> no. which is yeah. You know, it's, it's taking away true. the kind of it's killing pureness the, of the yeah. game and the spontaneity yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when is a celebration not a celebration? When uh, when it stopped for a VAR check? Oh, 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 is that a goal? Rangers. Rangers have, have equalised. Yeah, and it's Philip Hollander. Uh, who has scored for them. So what an important goal that is. Ten minutes before half-time in the Czech Republic, um, there have been all sorts of moments where Slavia Prague could have gone further in front than their 1-0 lead. And from a set piece, um, 
that was partially cleared. It was Hadji who got it on the byline after the free kick had been taken. It was a, it was a couple of ricochets. Hadji pulls it back from the byline, left-hand side, and uh, anticipating what was happening. And loads of credit to him for that. Philip Hillander, uh, who finds himself a couple of yards out with a tap-in. Yeah. It's brilliant from Hadji. Oh, Absolutely no, no, brilliant. Brilliant from Hadji. I'm just looking at their goalkeeper and oh. thinking, oh my God, I would be if I was a defender playing... Look at this. Oh my wow. God, he's got to go and smother that. But yeah. I'm glad he didn't because it's, Hadji's done well. Um, far better reaction than the goalkeeper. Nice little cutback, Holanda. He won't score any easier. No, it was it was brilliant. Hadji, it, it, it'd be easy for him to give it up there. And even then, when he gets into the, the, the position, it would have been the wrong thing. But it's easy for the striker to go for goal there. But he puts it back across. And as you say, Holanda, we, we speak about Rangers and their, their good play, their teamwork and how they're so good going forward. But that was a nice scrappy goal for them to, to score. And sometimes they're a wee bit better because <laughs> maybe you're not, you're not in the game and... Slavia Prague will be thinking how have they get back into the game here but that's what Rangers do and as I said when you're on the pitch you think brilliant I love even when it's a little scrappy goal the yeah, one where yeah, they go yeah. we could have done better there and that's great it's great to see but it's, it's two brilliant bits of anticipation as well isn't it firstly firstly Hadji who doesn't give it up yep. uh, when the ball when the goalkeeper obviously thinks that the ball's going to run out for, for a goal kick yeah, he yeah. doesn't give it up and then when he, when he manages gets that lovely touch to put it across Back the goalkeeper Helander yep. um, is anticipating what's happening there as well I mean it's so easy to switch off in these situations but Rangers definitely switched on well it's a classic uh, uh, and Faddy you would have you been like it but the, the, the striker is no, always normally gambling on the opportunity yeah. of that that ball fallen exactly the way it did for, for Haji. Defenders at times uh, switch off and it was one of those things that you know myself and also other defenders that I play with always look to get on top of your goalkeeper as soon as you can you know so if shots have come in get on top of your goalkeeper Slavia Prague didn't do that but Haji done what good you know good attacking players do and he ended up like says put on a plate for Holanda the only chance of the game for Rangers yeah. so, so far in, in, in that first half but they'll, they'll take that yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible scoreline in terms of possession, territory, all those stats, attempts on target and all the rest of it. There was a moment, I don't know if you saw it, James, just a few minutes before with Rangers Morelos. scored, where, no, where, where Stanchio had another oh, attempt, I did, I you know, pretty, much, pretty similar to the goal he scored, and he just started it too, too wide and it didn't come back this time, but it was another threat in the Rangers' goal. I mean, Alan McGregor, you know, hasn't had world-class saves to make, but, but he's been really busy. They've been peppering him, no doubt about it. So for Rangers to equalise, what a bonus that uh, is. It's brilliant, and I think you look at the the psychology of Slavia Prague as well, because yeah. they're gearing up for this team that will go and pass them off the part, that will take the game to them, they've got good attacking players, and Rangers, up until this point, haven't been that. They've been nowhere near it. So Slavia, during the game, the players will be thinking to themselves, this is brilliant, they're not as good as everybody says they are. Yeah. You know, we're better than them. All of a sudden, Rangers are back in the game, then they start thinking, oh, well, they've not even started yet, and we can't put them away. They know that Rangers will come, they know they'll come, yeah. and, and the more that <laughs> happens, and when Rangers get to half-time, to get into half-time at 1-1 is a brilliant result for them, if they can yep. hold on to it, for Steven Gerrard to, I'm sure he'll have a go at his players, for them to come out and attack the second half, and then you'll see what Slavia Prague are made of. And we're just seeing evidence as well of exactly what you're talking about there, the, the psychological impact that that equaliser has on Slavia Prague, because we've just seen a yellow card for, for one of the coaching staff uh, of yeah. Slavia Prague, uh, and, and they're clearly 
infuriated that they're, that they're not still in front in the game. We're just looking at uh, another rerun of, of the goal again and Hadji on the byline. The ball's about a foot away from going out and he finds the loveliest of touches. It's too, it's, to, to, sorry, Rob. It's two Slavia Prague players at head. One heads it on the other one's foot and it goes yeah. into the path of Hadji. Hadji is yeah. an absolute yeah. disaster for Slavia Prague. Do, do they get an assist for that? <laughs> uh, a, a double assist. But uh, it goes to show you though, Rob, in terms of sometimes in a, in a game of football, you know, momentum, sort of like a swing in a game and how quickly it can happen uh, and you're right you know you touch on Rangers doing very little uh, hanging in at the game at 1-0 you know, as in hanging in like hadn't really sort of like threatened first opportunity they get something out of it and then all of a sudden you know a yellow card for, for the staff and, and, and it, it just completely it shifts the balance of the game yeah. of football yeah, talking about balance as well. I'm just looking at the fact that uh, the only other goal in the Europa uh, last 16 so far, four games kicking off at five to six, uh, has sees Villarreal, old foes of Rangers, um, one up uh, in Kiev against Dinamo Kiev. So it was just we were talking obviously pre-match James Brilliant. about about the UEFA rankings and about the fact that Scotland are currently ahead, but not by much against over the Ukraine. Uh, well, you know if Rangers get something out of that game tonight. Um, and well, Shakhtar Donetsk are playing later on as well. Um, but it, but these could be important results for for Scotland's chances of getting an automatic Champions League group place. Yeah, I think that you know that's naturally what you would do. Everybody should be looking at those games and, and hoping they both get beat because then you know the the place is is pretty much secured. Um, and you know for it's great for for Rangers, but I, I just think they've got so much belief. You know they're one 0 down. They're not playing their best. They know they'll get into the game. They know that they'll get a chance. Um, but it's fantastic those or that result certainly seems to be going Scotland's way at the minute there's an incredible stat isn't there about about Rangers goals this season Craig that they, they, in the in the league they've, go, they've scored 77, 77 yeah. 20 different goal scorers um, I mean Hollander's maybe got one or two before I'm not sure but he hasn't, he hasn't scored many but but that's been a real feature this season hasn't it that the goals spread around the team and it and it doesn't really matter who scores but they find, they seem to just find a way and, and in a game like t- tonight mm-hmm. where uh, they're under the under the cosh no doubt about it mm-hmm. But as, as as James says, you know, you, you just have a lot of belief in them coming back. Yeah, no, look, there's been a look. Um, when, when a team has a such a spread of goals um, and, and on the back of, I think it's 24 clean sheets, then you go, wow, you know, like it's, it's an impressive season. Um, you know, I think Rangers have got maybe three in the, in the, in the, the Scottish Premier League that have got double figures. Um, so, you know, Tav, you got Tav there. Uh, I think you got, you got Roof there. Um, who's the other one? Um, help me out. Who would be the other one? Kent. Uh, Kent. Kent's the Is other one. Kent? Yeah, I think. Or even one. But they, there's, they've got three in the that are, that are double figures. And look, and, and the, the whole thing about Rangers this season, and, and we've all seen it. Um, it doesn't matter who goes out there, Rob. You know, it's kind of you know there has been changes, and the manager has done that, and he's kept people honest. And you know, the opportunity to wear that jersey's got to mean a lot. But whoever's come in has just done a job. Um, and, and it seemed as, as if, you know, it's just seamless the way that it's kind of that transition, the way that it goes from week to week. It doesn't matter who's in your team. They've just continued to keep flowing, to keep getting results. One test, obviously, that come about after they got knocked out in the League Cup. Um, and then they had that sticky game or sticky start. Remember when Motherwell set Motherwell, up five, two, five. Two, two banks of five uh, and that, that looked potentially. And, and they would have lost that game. Yeah. 
seasons before, but they found a way, they stuck to their structure, they stuck to their game plan and ended up getting the right result. So for me, that was that was a huge result in the league this year. Oh, and tonight, uh, they've found a way as well. Just a couple of minutes away from half-time in the Czech Republic, Slavia Prague won, Rangers won. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Talking football is what we do uh, Monday to Friday, 5 till 7. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, Rob McLean here tonight with James McFadden and Craig Moore. And we're keeping a very close eye on Slavia, Pla- <laughs> Slavia, <laughs> Slavia, Plague, uh, Slavia Prague against Rangers. And it's 1-1 at uh, halftime. And that is a terrific scoreline, Craig Moore, for your old team. Yeah, no, considering the start that, that Rangers um, had in this match to go a, a goal down and, and not really have too much uh, in terms of opportunity in that first half. One opportunity they, they, they did get, obviously managed to, to score from. So they'll be delighted to go in at 1-1 uh, at halftime. And I do expect uh, a, a better performance um, second half. Uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier on uh, in terms of just pressure, pressure getting to the ball. There's too many times that that, that pressure hasn't been on the ball and, and Slavia Prague being able to pick that pass down channels, get in behind Rangers' defence. So they'll need to look to, to tighten that up second half. Yeah, it's going to be interesting um, to see how the, the second half unfolds because uh, clearly... Uh, the, the goal had a big effect on, on I mean it had a big effect on Rangers because suddenly it gave them gave them a, a lift um, but you could see the opposite happening in terms of uh, Slavia Prague James yeah and I think that you know Craig's right as soon as they're in at half time Steven Gerrard will be letting them know that it's not good enough um, but they're still in a good position and more often than not they get he gets a reaction at the players you know I think that's what impresses me about Steven Gerrard as a manager yes you know he's went and uh, he's won the league and they're unbeaten but when, he has made mistakes he's, he's young he's still new to the job if you like in terms of managerial career but they learn they learn from they make mistakes they learn from it and I think that it shows that he doesn't accept that you know he could easily say right brilliant you know we're still in the game let's go out and see if we can get something he'll, he'll be telling them he's unhappy with how they've played to go and impose themselves in the game and, and normally he gets that reaction and the players respond what we need now is a relieved Rangers fan hi Craig Hi, uh, <coughs> Rob. Hi. Um, are you a Are you a relieved Rangers fan? I'm relieved. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got to say, I felt the first, particularly the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, we looked almost tired. We looked. I was sitting here thinking they've over celebrated for the weekend <laughs> yeah. because they didn't look as sharp as we had. You know, we we normally look, uh, especially in in European games. Um, so it was a very very slow start. But you know, I do have to say that. Um, as much possession and dominance as, as Slavia have had in the game, um, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of moments where they were, you know, really in and goal or putting Alan McGregor under no. massive pressure. So I think that's to our credit, and we've showed a bit of resilience. We, we get a, <clears throat> you know, set a free kick, um, perhaps a bit of luck with the way the deflection comes off of Goldson, but. The determination that Yanis Hadji showed to get to that ball and square it back across, I thought was was excellent because they've been easy to leave that as a lost cause because he had a bit of ground to make up to get it. So I think he done well to get the assist. Um, I mean, it's not often that Philip Hellander's in that position. No, no certainly not. No, that was no split <laughs> territory for him, wasn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, but as I say, it's... Massive relief that we're getting a half-time level. And 
you know, they've got to try and go out and maybe try and kick on a bit in the second half. And, you know, it's tough because, you know, this is a team that's not lost a game um, on their home patch in almost two years. So, it, you know, it's never going to be an easy no. task. But if we can go out and try and kick on and maybe try and assert a bit more of our style of play um, and put them under a bit more pressure, there's, there's chances to be got there. I think Leicester created several chances against them as mm. well. So we, we can certainly get in into them and get some chances. And I hope, among hope, that, that that's what we can do. Um, <clears throat> although that will be predicated on if they can stay on their feet because there was a couple of free kicks in that half that were never free kicks either, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, um, You're always going to have to contend with that, aren't you? Uh, but resilience from Craig, there was a good word, uh, Craig, to, to, to Craig Moore to, to use uh, about Rangers. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that was one thing uh, when you when you concede early, Craig. It's it's about making sure that um, you know you keep your discipline, you keep your belief, you keep your game plan. And I, and I think you're right, resilient. They they they, sh- they showed that uh, in terms of um, you know staying in the game, making sure that that second goal didn't arrive. And and as we kind of said earlier on in the in, in the show, like. Uh, you're always going to have a spell in football. You're always going to have an opportunity, and it's it's what you do with that. And and Rangers, uh, they they took that opportunity, but I do expect them to to have some kind of spell because they haven't really had a spell in this game where they've dominated a five, ten, fifteen minute uh, period. But I, no. I I think that 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 potentially uh, is there, and it's it's what they can do in that moment. I was just thinking, James, on the evidence of the last round, there are probably a few more goals to come in this game. You would think so, <laughs> uh, and I can just see the the highlights of the first half, if you like, over your shoulder and. A lot of it is wasteful from Rangers, you know, it's really slack in terms of their passing, their decision making, that needs to stop, they can't continue to be given those kind of opportunities, um, which we know Rangers can do, it's just about, you know, tightening up, doing it a bit quicker, and that'll be the reaction that, that they need, but we know this Rangers team can score goals, and we know that if they go another goal down, they won't give in, no. they'll still be in the game, so expect uh, a bit more in the second half, certainly from Rangers, I think that they will... I don't think Steven Gerrard will be happy at all. And whether there is a little, you know, hangover, both, you know, metaphorically and mm. uh, realistically, then it's time for that. Those those thoughts to go out your mind. You're you're in a game now. There, there's one one each having not started the game at all. So just tighten up. You know, move the ball a bit quicker. Be more assured with your decision making. And Rangers can go and take the game too, Slavia Prague. And Craig, Craig Cumbernauld version. Um, you know, Rangers will want Stephen Stephen Davis uh, to be more involved. Second half, get on the ball and and try and dictate a little bit from that central area. Definitely, because that's one of the you know the strengths we've got. And you know, when whenever we were picking up the ball, the, the bits of possession we got in the first um, sort of 20, 25 minutes of the game, you know, there was uncharacteristically a couple of just sort of long ball attempts that was housed down the park and. And you're thinking that's not the style of play that we go with at all. You've got to play it through the middle, play it down those wings, get the balls in the box, and and, and see what you can you can make it. And, and James is right. You know, listen, we're all delighted. Uh, you know that we've won the league. Of course we are, and the players will be as well. But this season isn't finished because they've won the league. And I think that mentality has to set in again. That look, there's a lot more to achieve here. Can we get further in the Europa League? Can we make it a double domestically and go and win the Scottish Cup? Can we get the last six games out, out of the way unbeaten? These are the, the goals. And I'm sure Gerard himself will be saying that, but I hope the players can step up to that because they've been magnificent all season. Um, and I just, that first spell, I thought, you know, they're, they're looking a bit leggy, a bit tired. Um, but I think towards the end of the half, it was starting to pick up a bit. You could see some of the energy levels picking up a wee bit more 
Uh, and I think we need to get Morelos more involved because yeah. they're a physical team. We've, they've shown that. And Morelos is probably the most physical player in our team. So if we can get him involved a lot more, get the ball at his feet, get him pushing his way through defenders as he normally does, we will create chances. I'm absolutely sure of that. Um, but as I say, the players just have to maintain a focus and a level that there's a lot to be won still, or potentially to be won, I should say. It's, Craig, it's funny you say that. Obviously, when when Rangers concede the goal early doors, uh, and and I've, I've been that player as well. So sometimes you go, all of a sudden you do feel tired because you, you've conceded a goal, and, and it seems tough. And um, and it's just, it's just that that mindset. But you know, now with Rangers getting getting that equaliser, um, look, I, I certainly feel as if there's there's more to play out in this second half. I I still think we'll see another another goal or two. But it's just funny how you mentioned. I I, I can guarantee you they've run the beers off anyway. <laughs> we're coming into the second <laughs> second half. They'll, they'll, they'll be ready to go. But there's a man who speaks from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they would have run that off. But it's it's funny in terms of the mindset, Rob. How how you know all of a sudden you can feel tired yeah. just because you're chasing a game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, but that that's a goal that that, that just at the, at the at that time changed it, changed it for Rangers and changed it, James, for Slavia Prague as well. Yeah, because as I said, the Rangers aren't in the game; they're not in the game at all. Bar, you know, I think Hadji had a chance to break. Ryan Kent had played it through. If it was the other way about, then it's a chance if if Ryan Kent's running onto it. But apart from that, you know, they've no really, they've no played any kind of football. They, they've they've been uncharacteristically slack. But they get into the game. You know, the defender heads it off the other one. It rolls into, or Hadji does really well to keep it in. The goalkeeper makes a mess and Hollander's got a tap in. They're looking around at themselves saying, how, <laughs> how have they even managed to score a goal here? Because of the way they've, they've started the game. So that that must take them a, a hit because we're saying, you wouldn't be surprised if Rangers get goals. You wouldn't be surprised if there's more goals. So they know what Rangers are all about. They know their, their strength of character. So they will be in there at half-time saying, Guys, how how we how we even how we know more in front? How have they get back in the game? It's an away goal, right? We, then the nerves kick in for them. Or sorry, the the kind of tension in their game of right, everything needs to be perfect. Rangers, all they have to do is go and try and get a bit closer. As Craig says, put a bit more pressure on them, force those mistakes to turn the screw because already Slavia Prague will be sitting thinking, right, Rangers will come at us. They will come at us. We have to be better this second half, even though they were the best team in the first half. And Craig in, in Cumbernauld, uh, you know, I don't know what the the Slavia Prague bench were were whinging about, but but clearly uh, the goal, the equaliser, the scoreline, they having had so much of the game impacted on on them as well. It, it did. I mean, I don't know what they were um, really complaining about. Um, I mean, it's one of those funny ones that um, when you're watching Scottish football week in week out, if a goal goes in the back of the net, a flag's not went up, a whistle's not went you know it's a goal because it's Europa League and VR and that there is a hesitation you go yeah. oh, don't, I'm going to check it you know so but it was clearly I mean it was a mile onside and their bench have start, you know, did start to sort of lose it a wee bit and have a bit of a lunge but um, that that's good as far as I'm concerned because if they do start to sort of get frustrated in the game and, and start to lose a wee bit of patience with themselves then we can Capitalising that, mm. um, and and that's what it has to be. Yep. Uh, and you know, big games. This is a massive game. The next time we play them, will be even bigger. Yeah. And then you know we're on to Celtic, which leaves one, but it's still a huge game. So that that step up mentality needs to be there. What's your final score then for tonight, Craig? I'm I'm, I'm five gonna four. Go <laughs> no, I think I'll go 2-2 I think we'll probably be a draw but I would absolutely okay. take that Yeah, absolutely, a draw would be great Good to hear from you again, all the best 
Cheers. Cheers, Craig. Uh, do you go with that, uh, James? Yeah, I think I think Rangers will be better second half. Okay. I don't think they can play any worse, to be honest. And I think that they'll go and take the game to Slavia, and I think they'll get nervous. So Rangers are well in this game, and there's more to come from them. Yeah. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much, James. Cheers. Good to see you. And Craig, um, good to see you. It's always good to see you. Right. Uh, always good to be here. And I want here. to know your thoughts about the second half as well, but very briefly. Uh, yeah, look, I think Rangers will be better in this half. Uh, I think, um, I still think that's tight. I don't think it's going to be an open affair, potentially to finish in a draw, but with some goals. 1-1 it is halfway through and we will be reflecting on that Slavia Prague Rangers game on tomorrow's show. As usual, live at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.